of the prosecuting attorney trying to get Colonel Jessup to admit that he did something wrong. It's been a Marine that has died. Santiago's died. And, and uh, they're trying to figure out whether or not he gave the order for a code red that would, would actually end in his death. And finally, in the scene, he admits it. I want you to focus on a couple things that Colonel Jessup has said here in this scene. One of those is simply this. You have that luxury, the luxury of not knowing what I know. Think about that. He also says to them, to him, he says, you can't handle the truth. You know, the truth is more than you want to hear. But eventually he gives him the truth. And it, it changes everything, especially his own life. Uh, sometimes I wonder, is this America's problem? You can't handle the truth. You don't want the truth. You don't want to hear the truth. You'd rather live denying the truth, ignoring the truth, refusing the truth. Is that America's problem? We hide from it. We run from it. Well, that's why we believe our politicians when they tell us what they tell us. You know, One guy gets up and he says, this guy is a scoundrel. This guy has lied to you. This guy has done all these things that are crazy and he's forgotten to do the other things he's supposed to do. And then the other guy gets up and he says, that's not true. That's not what happened at all. It's the other guy that's a scoundrel. It's the other guy that misstepped. It's the other guy that, that failed to do what he was supposed to do. And, and how do we believe what we believe? How do we vote for who we vote for? That's why P.T. Barnum was right when he said, a fool is born every minute. <laughs> Somebody is gullible enough to, to just take, be taken in. Many of us are gullible to sales ads, to political ads, to just about any kind of ad at all. That's why, as someone said, we buy things we can't afford to impress people we don't even like. <laughs> we, we go somewhere that we never intended to go because we're so gullible and so willing to be taken in. So what, what is the truth? What is really truth? What should we believe is true? Is something that is true always true? Does truth ever change? Some people think it does. Some people think that truth is subject to change. The truth sometimes has to be adjusted. You know, just, adjusted just a little bit. From, from what it has been, from time to time, uh, society has changed. People have changed. We've become more, more alert, more uh, with it, more, more uh, uh, savvy in life. And so we think truth has to keep up with us because times have changed. Just as the old song change, says that times... They are changing. There are a lot of people, however, who are drifting aimlessly through life. It's not their intention to drift aimlessly. They're not sure what to believe, what to count on. They don't know for sure where they're going. They, they don't know how to get there because they don't even know the destination. They watch maybe to see what others that they admire are doing, and they just do the same thing. You know, I like him, I like her, I like that personality, I like that that uh, famous person, and that's how they're living. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see how that works because apparently it looks like it's working pretty good for them. And it's easier to do what everyone else is doing anyhow than to do the hard work of sorting things out. Some uh, wisdom, some discernment. You know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to think about where am I going? What am I doing with my life? And, and so most people, I think, today are just so busy that they just try to get through each day, and then through each week, and then through each month. I, I know that's happened this week, hasn't it? 
first week of school, can we just get through the first week of school? Can we just do that? And our, our whole, our focus in life has been on a, a four-day stretch of time. Okay, we got through it. Now what? You know, and, and now we get through the next week, and now we get through this month, and then we get through this school year. And, you know, there, there's always these little cutoff points. If we can just get there, it will be okay. Well, maybe you won't. Because where are you going ultimately? What are you doing with your life ultimately? In 35 years of preaching, I've seen a dramatic, a, a really drastic shift in American society. You probably have too. Part of it is easy to observe, to document, to quantify. Part of those changes in our American uh, culture ha have been easy to, to note. The statistics we can point to that indicate this dramatic shift. Fewer Americans are going to church than they did 20 or 30 years ago. And those who do go to church go less frequently than they did 30 years ago. You know, we, we grew up going Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Now there's not a Sunday night service. There's not a Wednesday night service in most places. And those who do go on Sunday morning don't go as often as maybe they did, and there are fewer of them that used to go as a group. Fewer Americans know what the Bible says than they did before. Sadly, because fewer are reading it, fewer are studying it than in previous generations. The divorce rate, I think, is higher than it was 30 years ago. People debate back and forth, depends on how they throw the numbers. There are more teenage pregnancies. There is more illegal drug use. There are more alcoholics, more people willing to lie and to steal. And You know, we could name a whole bunch of statistics about where we are and how this shift is happening. And, and, and we can just see very easy that things are sliding, things are slipping. This is my own observation without statistics, just, just observation. I'm confident in saying that American Christians maintain lower moral standards than they used to. You know, they just live at a lower level morally than they used to. And they, they, they do things that Christians would not have thought of doing before. And don't, don't apologize for that. Don't even think it's a, a, something worthy of a, an apology. It's just the way it is. That's what everybody's doing. I just do that. So things are slipping. Things are shifting. And I, and I don't like what I see, and I don't suspect you do either. This morning, we're going to start a new series of messages called, What is the Truth? And, and we want to address this shift in American society. We want to address this slide that's happening here, but also throughout the world. What, what we're going to focus on, however, is not so much the shift itself, but we, we try and look at some parts of that. But what we want to look at is the underlying cause of that. Why is that happening? Why is America sliding away from God? Why is America sliding away from the truth? We're going to look at this reason that our society is moving so quickly away from God and godly principles. And we want to answer a question that's been bugging me for quite a long time, and that's the question, what's going on here? You know, what is happening? And sometimes I just watch TV and I say, what, is, what has happened? This isn't anything what it used to be a while back. And I go out in society and I see how people are dressed and I see how people are conducting their lives. What is going on here? Well, several things are named out there. There's moral relativism, you know. This, uh, there's situational ethics, you know. This uh, depends on what you're doing right now. Then it may be this, maybe that. The right answer may be this, maybe that. Depends on what your your situation is. What what's what's uh, the morality of that? May be different than morality at another time. What is going on here is that political correctness 
seems to trump everything else. You know, make sure what you say publicly is is okay with everybody else. Don't get yourself in trouble there, and and don't speak out too emphatically. Don't speak out, you know, too too dramatically and say where the line is because you're going to get a reaction very quickly. Look at the the owner of Chick Fil A. You know what's happened there. The the CEO. What's going on here is, is a loss of confidence in truth itself. A loss of confidence that there is truth. And there, there's truth that can somehow guide us, somehow inform us, somehow give us direction and purpose and a destination. Now, we really shouldn't be surprised with where we are today. The Apostle Paul and other scriptures talk about this. And we're going to look at a passage today in 2 Timothy. And in this passage... Paul is writing to his young cohort, uh, Timothy, who's a young preacher at Ephesus, and he's, he's written now two letters to him. And he's trying to encourage him. This is, this is what you need to do to keep your ministry going and to, to inform your congregation, to equip your congregation, to, to help them uh, to be all that they should be for Jesus Christ. And, and so he's, he's kind of given this kind of a message. And then he gets to chapter 4 of 2 Timothy. And this is what he says. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Then note this, verse 3. For the time will come, the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, Paul says, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. The time will come, Paul said. It's obvious, isn't it, that the time has come. The time is now. Many Americans don't want to listen to or worry about sound doctrine, which is basically godly teaching. You know, sound doctrine is teaching the ways of God, teaching what God says. Many people just forget that. I don't want that. It's probably an overstatement, but it seems that no one wants someone else telling them what to do. No one else wants to really be held accountable for their actions. Let me live as I want. You know, I'm not bothering you. Leave me alone. Seems like people criticize and try to change anything that stands in the way of what they want to do. So all you have to do is stand up and say, this is the truth. This is what God said. And you immediately become a target for their, their anger, for their, their criticism. They're surprised today when there are consequences to our actions. You know, somebody does something and say, wow, why did I get hurt for that? Why did that happen? You know, where did that come from? <laughs> then they beg for someone to pardon them or to, to uh, somehow forgive their mistakes. And we may know somehow inside of us that playing around with the truth, playing around with what's good and, and right and wrong can be dangerous, but we happily insist that we have the right to do as we please. So just leave me alone, you know, and, and face the consequences later. There are even churches uh, this, this kind of breaks my heart. There are even churches today, and, and Christian churches, I mean people that believe in Christ, that, that say they believe in Christ, and other religions that say you can believe whatever you want to believe. 
And we even have a church here in Manassas that says this. You can believe whatever you want to believe as long as you're sincere. As long as you're sincere in that belief and you follow through with that belief, if you, if you show your convictions, you can do whatever you want. God says that's okay. So in other words, there's hundreds of paths to God. Just follow whichever one is right for you and pursue it, be sincere in it, and everything's okay. That's the kind of world that we're living in. So many Americans today think that they should be able to live however they want to live as long as they don't hurt anyone else. And uh, that's, that's not going to be good. That's not going to bear well in the end. The time will come, Paul says, when men will not put up with sound doctrine. And the time is now. And then he said, to suit their own desires, people will turn their ears away from the truth and they will turn aside to myths. Literally turn aside to, to, to made-up stuff. Things that people have created. People out of their imaginations have done. The truth Paul is referring to that they turn away from, turn, turn their ears from, is absolute truth. God's truth, where God has spoken, truth that never changes, truth that stands the test of time, truth that is true generation after generation. And instead, they're going to turn to myths, which are stories that men have created, the products of their imaginations and their ideas. And people, he said, will seek what their itching ears want to hear. Ever notice that? People are kind of drawn to the music or to the, the message or to the, the things that suit their taste, or maybe uh, reinforce the lifestyle they want to live. Uh, you go to the self-help section of the bookstore, and it's probably about the biggest section now. You know, you can go in there and you can find anybody saying whatever you want to hear. You'll, you'll find a guy telling you, if you'll just do this, you'll, you'll be amazed at the results. And you choose a book according to your taste, according to your, your desires, and you'll find somebody to reinforce that. This abandonment of truth is what we're seeing today. And what we're seeing also is a blatant attempt to redefine the truth, to make it something it is not. In other words, to, to change it and to say this is true. It used to be true, but now this is the truth. And what we're seeing is an attempt to change it, uh, that truth changes with the times, with the ideas, with the thoughts of men. We're making progress here as people. We're getting smarter. We're getting wiser. So now we're going to go back and we're changing this truth because it has to keep up with who we are. It's kind of, kind of a, almost an arrogant kind of approach. So we come back to this question, does truth ever change? Does truth ever change? What do you think? Isn't truth something that is unchanging? Isn't truth something that is inviolable, they say? You know, it never, never changes at all. Now, I realize we're not talking uh, about our personal choices. There are a lot of things that change in our lives. We're not talking about what you like or what I like or what anybody likes. We're talking about what is. What is the truth about life? We're talking about what God made way back at the beginning. And the beginning has a capital B here. You know, Go back to the beginning before any of us were around. What did God put in place? What did he create in this world? What did he make true for every generation? Whether it's somebody in Moses' day, somebody in Jesus' day on earth, or in 2012 in America, or in some other country of this world, what is always true in every place? That's what we're talking about. The laws, the principles of this universe, which God put in place. He made everything 
so that it fits within this framework. Does truth change? Can truth change? Does it have to ever be adjusted or honed or tweaked from time to time? Emphatically, no. Truth is absolute. And you, you cannot change that truth. You can try, you can redefine, you can call it by other names, you can do whatever you want, but truth will stay the same. And how can I say that so confidently? Well, because God himself is unchanging. God himself is unchanging. He's already perfect. He's already complete. There's no reason for him to change. He needs no improvements. He needs no adjustments. He needs no tweaking. So what he made back then was perfectly thought out, perfect in its design. The only wrinkle, the only variable to the creation God made is us. Because he made us to have free will. And the problem is coming to the world, the, the problems of everything in this world is the result of man making choices that were not good choices. Everything God created was perfect. Every principle was perfect. And those principles are still in place. Those laws of nature, those laws of creation are still there. Even though man messed things up, and we live in a fallen creation now that longs for things to get right again, you know, it's groaning, it says in Scripture, that the creation itself groans for the day that, that God will make things right again. These principles still hold true, true today. And that means that, that what God made is right is still right. What God made is wrong is still wrong. That means that good is still good and evil is still evil. Sin is still sin. Righteousness is still righteousness. Truth is still truth. So what is true will always be true. And if that were not true, where would we be? How would we live? Where would we end up? You see, truth is a compass. Um, you call it many things, but I like to think of it as a compass. A compass tells you where true north is. It, it tells you, unless you're standing somehow in a magnetic field, some weird magnetic field that's messing it up, if you're just standing out here where we normally live our lives, it always tells you where true north is. Unless you have Captain Jack Sparrow's compass. And uh, if you've seen any of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies, you know he, he pulls out that compass and the, the thing's just spinning around and it stops here and then it goes here. It's really kind of crazy. But it's kind of fun. And I think the reason that we think that's so funny is we know instinctively you can't follow a compass like that. You can't get anywhere if you have a compass that's constantly changing in direction. And so we count on this instrument. When we lay it out there, we get it nice and flat. That needle spins around until it finds true north. And then we say, okay, now I can figure out where I am. And now I can figure out where my destination is. And I have a better idea of how to get there. Uh, you know, I've, I've got to go due east from where I am right now. If 